Welcome to Almost Here, Around the Corner of Future Technology podcast with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used. We're just around the corner from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Future Tech Podcast. I'm your host, Juliette Lamar, and joining me today is Shadan Gorin. He is the CEO and president at Global Blockchain Technologies Corporation. Welcome, Shadan. Thanks for having me, Juliette. Absolutely. So for our listeners uh, who maybe are not acquainted with uh, Global Blockchain Technologies, can you give us a slight overview of your company? Global Blockchain is an incubator of projects in the blockchain and uh, digital asset space in general. And we, we were working on a number of initiatives, uh, one of them being the uh, Laser Network, which is our own blockchain and uh, cryptocurrency. Excellent. So give us a little bit of background about yourself as well. You know, how did you become, come to this place in your life where you now are the CEO and president of this company? Yeah, so I mean, I, I, I got into the uh, Bitcoin space pretty early on, around 2010, and uh, I've, I've you know, initially I, I, I acquired some tokens. Back then, I got them for free. Actually, they're they're for you know worth about five cents, and saw them go all the way up to three hundred dollars before I uh, started uh, divesting of that and investing in in, in other uh, areas in the blockchain space. And I've been doing that since, pretty much. Very cool. And you know, you've been you've been in the space for a while. Then, you know, it's gone up and down, ebbing and flowing. What are some of your, I guess, predictions moving forward? Well, I think I think digital assets are here to stay. Whether it's one currency or another, it doesn't really matter. I think I think the concept of, or or even whether the technology is a blockchain or something else underneath, you know, there's there's other data structures coming up that are actually uh, proving to be competitive with the concept of a blockchain. The idea of decentralized uh, digital assets is really here to stay. And uh, you know, I. At this point, I, I don't like really betting on any one currency. I, I, I like betting on the space and building businesses that, that really can take advantage of new business models because of things like cryptocurrency and other tokenized assets. So we're here to stay. You know, People are, are really starting to, I think, see, see the way that they can use cryptocurrencies and then the blockchain technology that supports all of it. And they're realizing it's here to stay. Um, you know, what are some of your, your tips for people who, who maybe are beginning their journey or kind of in the middle of their journey with this technology? Yeah, I think I think most people that are getting into this space are buying tokens, hoping that it will go up in value and they can sell it to somebody else. I think I think that's the wrong approach at this point. I think investing in digital assets uh, just for the sake of investing in them is a very bad thing. And I think that's that's what, what I'd like to address more, you know. In relation to that question, because you know what you should be investing in is networks that, that you will actually use that need some kind of token or blockchain or decentralized technology. So, if if you really do that, instead of speculating on things, you 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 might have some real long-term value, something that really lasts. Yeah. So, I mean, I'll I'll give an example. If 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 you're a blogger, you might want to look at uh, Steemit, right? Steemit is a blogging platform. It has a digital asset. Uh, if you're a gamer, I'm involved with a project called Game Cal- Galaxy, which will be launching soon, which uh, which is a platform for, for gaming, essentially. And 
you will have one token that's usable inside many games as a virtual currency, not just one, 400 million users, we, we predict, uh, at launch. So, you know, these types of networks have real value. And, you know, obviously you have to look at the economics of the digital asset to make sure that it makes sense, but, but really buy something that, that you would actually use and that you can earn by actually maybe doing something within that network. That's the best way to, to acquire these tokens and, and be part of this economy. So it's not, people I think are looking at it as an investment opportunity in the sense of how traditionally it's been viewed where, you know, we can buy and hold. And you're trying to say that that's really not what it is. It's more of a community where you are going to be working to, to use these digital assets and to create change through your investment in them, not just holding it like a stock. Yeah, yeah, because because you can't lose that way. The the tokens can gain value, but, but, but you're still doing what you were set out to do. And, and, and you're generating tokens, which is always better than, than buying something that, that's meaningless and holding it. 90% of the people who, who buy tokens in this space have no idea what network those tokens represent even. Does it represent and just a community currency? What, you know, does, does it represent a social network? What purpose does it play? Is it an actual live thing or is it just a completely speculative thing that somebody's talking about doing four years from now, right? Which is what most of these projects are in this space. I think, I think it's silly for people to, you know, throw their hard-earned money into projects like that, personally. And why do you think there's been so much of that? You know, why, why are people so hesitant to educate themselves or, you know, really start using people it? Are, yeah, people are lazy and greedy by nature, I think. I think, I think most people, you know, and, and some of that even reflects on, on me and everybody else, really. It's in our genes to be lazy and greedy to a degree. And, and when something like this kicks off, that can get really heightened. And, and people are really looking to make a quick buck without working hard for it and or, or, or thinking smart for it. And that's always been the problem. With, with investing and it's not going to go away because of blockchains. If anything, it's going to get worse. There's there's huge benefits to blockchain technology. The, the, the fact that it makes the world a much smaller space and, you know, allows you to do trading of anything over the internet pretty much becomes much, much, much less friction is involved with it because of these technologies. But then on the other hand, it, it also becomes a lot easier to sell garbage to people, whether it re represents a commodity or, you know, anything. Because all that people will be looking at is the token instead of what it actually represents. And, uh, you know, it can become a marketing nightmare as far as, you know, how, how the world evolves. But it, it has its good, it has its bad. You're, you're, you're going to have 12-year-old kids, many 12-year-old kids that become millionaires through this space. Uh, because you, I mean, just, just, just think about what they were doing, you know, and trading digital assets and games like, uh, you know, UO or... or or, or whatever, you can only just see that multiply by, you know, a thousandfold. So you're, you're, you're going to see all kinds of opportunities that didn't exist before for all kinds of people. Um, and it's going to be very global. So I, I, I think, I think it's going to give opportunities, you know, for, for a young person in India to really compete with somebody in North America or some engineer in Shenzhen who makes 120K a year will be able to invest globally very easily, just as well as, you know, the real elites in, in China do, for example. And and that's that's a great thing, I think, for the world as as far as the net goes, it's, it's a real positive, I think. And I think a lot of people look at look at investing in, in these digital currencies as as more risky because they're so volatile. 
Um, but, but really, I think it, it might be just the mass amount that there is out there. I think that's a lot of times what deters people from doing research because they think that there's too much to even think about and they want a quick fix, which is really unfortunate because this technology yeah, is I mean, so exciting. It's, it's binary options times a thousand and much easier to access even, right? And that's it's, it's gambling to most people. And you have to remember, a lot of these uh, volumes and prices are highly manipulated on these exchanges. They're not regulated entities. Even the ones that, that claim they're, you know, quasi-regulated, they, they really aren't at this point, which is another project that, you know, set of projects that, that we're working on. Um, the, the real uh, value of these tokens, the real volume and, uh, you know, characteristics of it are, are very different than what the markets right now are, are reflecting, really, because they're not real markets. You can have a guy, for example, sign up on one of the leading exchanges in the world that does more volume than almost all the other, all the other exchanges put together, that can buy and sell to himself the same asset. And for a million bucks, he can just list an asset on that platform and, and they'll list it for him, right? So that's, that's a, a bit of a joke and, and people shouldn't fall for it. So I obviously believe, you know, extremely strongly in the space, more so than most people do in the space. But I, I, I also think that right now, uh, what we have isn't, isn't really reflective of, of long-term value. There are fundamentals in this space, and the fundamentals really are looking at the network and what the network is doing and figuring out how the token plays there. And nobody's doing that who's investing today. Today, they're, they're, they're looking at, you know, what token is going up in price, what token is cheap, you know, maybe I can buy this, it's a fork of this other token that did really well without understanding anything, right? Uh, it, it, you... You, you can't do that and be successful. Very, very few people will be successful doing that. And only a very, very small handful of people will make money. And they'll probably lose it because it was a wrong way of making money in the first place. It wasn't well-deserved. And people who make those kinds of gambles are not, I, I think, necessarily the, the, the people who can manage their money the best, right? So I think, I think that's where I stand as far as where the crypto markets are today. And do you think that that with regulation is going to is regulation going to bring us to this new new platform for everything where you know it's a lot easier to work with it or do you think regulation is really not that necessary to move forward? I think regulation is just going to stifle innovation and we're we're very concerned about regulation and follow it to a T. Most organizations can't be like us though. You're by by putting these kinds of hoops up what you're doing is you're actually uh, stopping you know, good startups who are focused on the product from from offering things like this. And what you're going to do is actually make it so that only the con artists offer it because they're the only people that are willing to jump through all these hoops and, you know, do what they do. Just very, very similar to the, to the junior markets, uh, the, the, the junior capital markets. I mean, you have so much garbage going on in that space. And, uh, you know, as, as someone that now runs a public company, I'm, I'm beginning to understand more the the dynamics of, of what goes on in that space. Um, and, uh, you know, we don't want this to end up being like that. We don't want a, uh, you know, good startup found funded by good developers to lose 80% of their equity or, you know, real equity as far as what's liquid to a bunch of investment bankers who really, really bring no value to the world and, and end up, you know, looking for the same things that, you know, people do in the crypto space today, which is a quick exit and, and you know, uh, bringing liquidity to something that, that people don't necessarily understand. That's not the right way to go about it. You, you want to keep this open 
and you want the space to police itself by, uh, you know, providing information to everybody else. Information can disseminate very easily over the internet, and you know, people will figure out what projects are real, what projects aren't real on their own. And if if, if it means that they get hurt at first, or a big group of them gets hurt at first to figure this out, it's much better than doing what, you know, making this a, re- a reflection of the capital markets. I think that's very wrong. I think I think I think exchanges should be uh, definitely uh, regulated. I think I think I think exchanges should be regulated. But as far as uh, issuance goes and building projects in this space, absolutely, they're not securities. Many of these projects, except for the fact that they're you know forward-looking projects, I I, I really do believe that they are uh, uh, you know commodities, and most of those projects that define utility should be treated as a commodity. But since most of them aren't actually built as a product, you can consider them a margin contract, which I agree is a security, right? So um, I think I think I think regulators need to take a step back, not make it hard for for people to raise money, but certainly make it so that exchanges are much more uh, transparent than they are today, much fairer than, than than they are today, and and you really understand the rules that they play by. Not not even so much as dictate rules to them as as, as make make them you know, uh, provide their rules to everybody and, and, you know, what risks are involved, what kind of, you know, uh, manipulations can happen on their platforms. That's something I think that's really important. Absolutely. And and how, how much do you think that the the mainstream media news is potentially blowing up and blowing out of proportion um, the issues with, with blockchain and cryptocurrency? Well, I think I think it's died down a lot. I think I think people are talking about the space a lot less than they used to, but it but it goes in cycles. I've I've seen worse cycles in this in in this space, and let's not forget, it went from 15 cents to you know what it stands today in just a few years, right? It's it's just the start, really, and it it will you know as as a technology, it will underpin the capital markets. And uh, I'm convinced that regulators now see that, you know, a, a big reason why the space picked up is because people just don't like their regulations, especially when it comes to, uh, you know, how difficult they they make it for honest people to raise money. Um, and that's going to change as well. And uh, I think I think this is going to lead to a major new cycle in, in, the, in the capital markets. And markets are just going to be markets. There's not going to be an, even a difference between securities, commodities and everything. I think I think you know, everything is just going to be very accessible and very liquid in the near future. And I think that's that's what, you know, blockchains bring you. And I think community currencies are here to stay. I think, you know, every municipality will have their own currency. I think every, uh, you know, social network, every club, every organization will have something that looks like a currency. And, and the reason we couldn't have that before is because, um you couldn't put a thousand currencies in your wallet, in your physical wallet. But you can easily have a thousand currencies on your cell phone and your cloud account that automatically gets uh, matched and, you know, converted and transferred between one another. And likewise, you can have a thousand currencies inside cash registers because cash registers are point of sale systems now, which are just computers again, right? So they, now the world can have that. We know that, you know, going towards what was, you know, before the trend, of having one or two currencies in the world and everything unifying does not work. Germany and Greece are not the same economies. They're never going to be the same economies in, in, in the near future. And uh, there's no reason for them to share the same currency, right? 
And I think, I think now with these technologies, it makes it a lot easier for all kinds of organizations, from governments to, as I said, individual you know, networks, whether it's a communication network, a social network, a club, whatever, to have their, uh, their network tokenized and given value for accessing it, for you know, services on it, all kinds of stuff. And these are all going to look like currencies, and, and people are going to use them. So that, that is the future. Whether it's Bitcoin or not, I have no idea. I don't even believe that strongly in Bitcoin. I, I think, I think it's, it, was, it was just a start, but it's definitely not going to be you know, the major thing in this space. It serves a role, but it's, it's, it's not that big of a deal to me. Uh, but digital assets are here to stay. They're going to make a big part of the economy. So getting back now to, to your company, Global Blockchain Technologies. Uh, you know, what is the best place for people to to come and potentially get involved with your services and to learn more about your company? Yeah, so right now we're actually uh, undertaking a crowd sale where we we have forked um, the Ethereum technology and added features to it so that you can make transactions from one blockchain to another. For me, I think it's it's, it's very important to understand that with all these different currencies coming by and all of them having different technological underpinnings, how, how do they work, whether it's a blockchain or not or whatever, different technological underpinnings, you need some kind of decentralized hub that can convert between them and, and allow transfer of one to another on, on another network, for example. And uh, this is what Laser does. This is one of the features that Laser has added to, uh, to Ethereum. It, it allows you to, you know, for example, trade, Bitcoin, for one person who has Bitcoin to trade it with somebody who has uh, Litecoin with no intermediaries in between, knowing that it's secure and will only go through if, the, uh, if both parties deliver. Um, that's, that's one massive application. Another feature we've added to it is privacy. And another feature is instant transactions and highly scalable transactions, very similar to, to, to the Dash model we've, we've, we've added to, um, to what, is, what is our fork of Ethereum, essentially. And we're doing this as a crowd sale. So if, if, if anybody's interested in, in uh, you know, the media project of ours and participating, I would suggest that you go to laser.xyz, learn as much as you can, join the Telegram group. And, uh, you know, that's a very exciting space that the crowd can participate with right away. Other projects, I think, I think for the retail space, obviously the gaming angle is uh, a really big deal for us. And uh, I'll definitely let you know, Juliet, when, when that's ready to launch and that, that will be huge news, in my opinion, because nobody else has, take, has from what I've seen, taken it to that, that far and really offer, um, you know, a solution for the gaming industry. And to me, that, you know, is, is like a hand and a glove as far as fit. Um, so th- those are two. All the other things we're doing are really either enterprise or um, institutional plays. We, we, we've, uh, you know, we're, we have an exchange division where we're, we're developing an institutional exchange in the Middle East with some of the top investment banks and traders in the world uh, trading on it. Uh, we, we've invested in a um, stock exchange in, in the United States that I'm actually a co-founder of myself separately that, that um, is, is, is going to be a trailblazer. And I think, I think they're going to be actually launched before anybody else who claims that they're going to have security tokens. That's very exciting. We're working on another decentralized exchange that we will be launching shortly and uh, called Singularity. And I think those, those are some of the main projects. Supply chain management space is, is an area where we've incubated some projects with a real focus on the Middle East again. Um, we've actually announced that one. It's, it's, we're, we're doing that in partnership uh, with the DMCC in Dubai. And we should have some great news and products very, very soon for that as well to announce. 
that's that's really what we are as far about as far as a company. We're a listed company on uh, the CSE in Canada. Our symbol is Fork, and uh, for for a mining company, and uh, Block B L O C for our uh, incubator. Two separate companies because we we actually incubated one of the largest North American cryptocurrency mining companies and spun it out into its own entity. That's Fork. Fantastic. Well, Shadan, thank you so much for joining us here today on Future Tech Podcast and giving us such an insight into into your experience with the industry and, and your company as well. Well, thanks very much, Julia. We really appreciate it, as always. That is Shindan Goran. He is the CEO and President at Global Blockchain Technology. Thank you all so much for tuning in. This has been Juliet Lamar with Future Tech Podcast. You have been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, post a review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.